Welcome to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director of the Extra Area Chamber. And in this podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Extra Area, and how they want to be remembered. You'll get a unique look into the lives of people who make up our community. And as you know, we always say people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started getting to know this person behind her business. Today, we are going to get to know Samantha Theobald, and she is with Dental in Defense. Good morning, Sam. How are you? Good morning, Bobby. I'm terrific. How are you doing? Good, good. So Sam, um, can you tell us a little bit about what Damsel in Defense is? Absolutely. So I am an independent consultant. Um, so if you are familiar with, you know, a Tupperware lady or a Mary Kay lady or a candle lady, well, I'm your stun gun lady. So <laughs> what I do as an independent consultant is teach people about um, personal protection. So my job basically is to equip, empower, and educate people, not just women, but men and children as well, about how to be safe in different situations. So it is an incredible opportunity to help to get people feeling good, feeling safe, whether they're at home or on the go. And, you know, I, I hate to say that it's kind of self-serving, but that makes me feel good too. So I'm helping them out and it's really helping me out at the same time. I like that. Thank you. So Sam, we're going to start from the very beginning. What is your full given name? What name are you born with? So um, I was born Samantha Jean Griffin. Samantha Jean. That sounds very country starish, doesn't it? It does. You're right. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and where, do you, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? I was born in uh, Methuen, uh, Methuen, Mass. And my parents um, lived in Byfield with me for a brief period of time. There's a great story about why they decided to move um, out of the area that they were in. So they were kind of like in this trailer park and everything, not a fabulous area, right? And so as I'm a, a baby, I'm sitting on the changing table one day and then this big old rat comes and sits next to me. So my mother said, Dave, we're moving. <laughs> and so that's when you moved from Methuen to Byfield? Uh, so we, that's when we moved from Byfield to Kingston, New Hampshire. So, um, oh, okay. I have been a resident of Kingston pretty much my whole life. Um, wow. minus about 10 years, uh, when I first got married, um, moved temporarily to my in-laws, uh, moved into a home in Raymond, then, um, you know, ended that relationship, spent a little more time with my parents and my son and then uh, rented for a while in Fremont. And as luck would have it, I'm back in Kingston where I grew up in the house that my parents built actually. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, good for you. Oh, I love yes. that story. What a great story. I love it, I love it. And uh, I never thought that I'd wind up back here. <laughs> and it's a far cry from Methuen. Yes, it is. <laughs> So talking about your parents, what are your parents' full given names? What's your dad's full given name? 
So my dad was um, George David Griffin Sr., um, GDG, and, uh, you know, the, my, my, my Nana always used to call him goddamn Griffin. So, you know, <laughs> I think he was a good boy, really, but I don't know. You know, moms will do that. <laughs> and uh, my mom was born Rita Kathleen Bailey. Oh, really? Now, yes. um, what is your dad's heritage? So he, uh, he grew up in Melrose, Mass. Um, you know, my, my Nana was Jean Babcock, um, you know, so a little bit of Irish, a little bit of English there. And um, my mom uh, was born in, in California, actually. My uh, maternal uh, or my grandfather on my mom's side was um, a Navy man. So they moved around a lot. She was one of eight children. She wow. was born in Inukern, California. She says in the desert. So it sounds very, you know, very uh, romantic. <laughs> I love what's, what's her heritage? What's her background? So she is um, uh, Irish and French, actually, French Canadian. Wow. Nice. Now, is that any relation to any Baileys in the area or is that all out west? So, oh no, no, that's, that's a lot of um, out East. So she, they, they landed and they stayed in Amesbury, Mass. My grandfather, um, as far as I know, was one of, you know, the, the founders of a couple of different churches down there. Um, so they have a huge segment of Amesbury. Um, and, and, you know, my grandmother was one of uh, several children as well as my grandfather. So there's Baileys and Cody's all over the place in Amesbury and they have obviously infiltrated other states, but you know, it's, it's, it's quite a large family on that side. Yes. What's your mom's name? First name? Uh, everyone called her Kitty. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, we'll have to talk off air about some mutual friends that are Baileys. Aha, uh -huh. I like it. Yes, uh, definitely. It, will, it would be so funny if you were ended up being related to these folks. I would love that story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> what was your dad's profession? He was a mechanic, actually. Um, so he was in the army for a brief period of time um, before he met my mom. Um, he was a mechanic in Germany. And, you know, he, he always hated when people would say he was a veteran because he didn't fight any wars. He didn't do anything spectacular. Um, but uh, as a matter of fact, I just found a bunch of his photos from Germany and things that I had never seen before. So that was incredible. Um, and when he got out of the service, married my mom, he worked at um, Prices in, in Ipswich. And you know, when we were five, six years old, decided he didn't work for somebody. He didn't want to work for somebody else. He wanted to be his own boss. So he built a garage right here at our house. And he was a tow truck driver for the town of Kingston for several years. Oh, and um, Dave's auto body, everybody knew us. Definitely. <laughs> wow. That's, that's great. Good yeah. And you know, he might not have been on the front line, but he kept all those people able to be on the front line. Very important job. Absolutely. I mean, I'm very proud of what he did. He was yeah. an amazing man. Yes. So Absolutely. I think that experience was, was definitely a part of who he was too. And um, I, I do wish I knew more about it, to be honest. <laughs> I know. 
we always look back and go, I wish I had asked those questions, you know? It's hard. That's hard. That's very hard. What about your mom? What's your mom do? So she, uh, she was a homemaker. So, um, very tough job. Yes. <laughs> when she, um, when she met my dad, I think, you know, she was a bookkeeper. She was doing, um, cashiering and, you know, once they got married, she became a wife and a mother. Um, yeah. And then she supported his business. So she did, she did the books. She did a lot of let's go to Concord and get some registrations or stickers because he became an inspection uh, station as well. So she did a lot of parts runs and picking up things and delivering cars. And so, you know, it was a great family run business, basically. She worked very hard. Yes, she did. <laughs> very hard. And um, do you have any siblings? I have a brother. Yes, yes. Um, he is, I guess the term is my Irish twin. Um, <laughs> and um, actually they adopted me um, after I was born. Um, I, I was um, born November 15th and my gotcha day is December 5th. That's fascinating. Yeah. And then the following year, my brother was born in September. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. At the time, you know, my mom had two, uh, a toddler and an infant and people would give her the looks that didn't happen. And, you know, well, what are you doing? You know, it's 1971. <laughs> Holy moly. Wow. You guys are busy. <laughs> that is really funny. That is really funny. I love that. Um, Tell me a little bit about what a typical day was in growing up in your house. Well, I was definitely um, a good student, <laughs> a good kid. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say goody two shoes, but probably, um, you know, I, I like to learn. I had a lot of friends, um, you know, I was a brownie and a Girl Scout, so you know, my parents were always taking me somewhere or whether it was a sleepover or I became a cheerleader. So um, my brother, uh, my dad was a scout leader. My dad was a boy scout. So my parents, um, we had the troop meetings at the house. You know, they coordinated camping trips in the summer. So it was not unusual for, to, to see me with like, you know, five or 10 boys just hanging out. So... <laughs> You know, um, in the summertime, you know, it was, it was great because we would just ride our bikes outside down the street, you know, play in the dirt piles. Um, it was great. I had several cousins as well. So we would get together. There was a group of cousins in Exeter. Um, we had cousins in, in uh, Milton, um, you know, so there was always and, and again, getting together with the family in Amesbury, you know, for holidays and whatnot. So there was always something going on. Lots of kid birthdays. I mean, my grandparents had uh, a pool. So in the summertime, there was a lot of gathering at their house. Um, and, you know, for me, it was a great childhood. Um, you know, with my dad's business right here at the house, you know, again, at, at six years old, you know, it was, it was less exciting because he wouldn't come home with, you know, change and goodies in his pockets that we could, you know, pick. Uh, he was always here. So. <laughs> You couldn't get away with anything. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. I love that. Well, you know, there is something really wonderful about um, being around family and cousins and 
um, you don't really see that as much, or it seemed that way to me um, now. People are so spread out and mm. it's always great memories for me as well. You know, thinking about going to camp and, you know, spending all our cousins would come over and it, yes. it's just really great memories, really great. Yeah. Memories. So, yeah. There was a lot of camping. There was a lot of camping. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a really great childhood. I, I really, it, it sounds wonderful. Okay. I have what great school? Where did you go to school? I went to school right here in Kingston. Um, so, you know, graduated uh, from Sanborn and, um, again, oddly enough, ended back here in Kingston where my kids graduated from Sanborn as well. So oh. that was really interesting. Um, after high school, I went to UNH. Uh, so I have a BA in English from UNH. Um, you know, one of my friends is a teacher and she's always trying to talk me into becoming a teacher. And that's just not who I am. <laughs> I always wanted to be a writer. Well, there's still time for that. <laughs> yes, there is, yes. I mean, uh, I've had poems published. I've done a little bit of this and that, of course. Um, you know, and now in the digital age, there's there's no shortage of outlets for you to, you know, input for blogs or interviews, podcasts, um, you know, um, a, a lot of things. And I love that creativity. That's a huge part of my life is to be able to be creative. Um, I, I can't draw, I can't play music, but uh, I can, words are my jam, so. <laughs> I love that. I, that's not something I'm really good at. Um, I, I can create things, but I can't, I, and I can verbalize, but writing it, it's so difficult. <laughs> I would never have known that you had an English degree. That is so <laughs> crazy. Good for you. Well, now I know who I can go to when I need to write things. Exactly. I'll you, Sam. <laughs> I am always a stickler like that is spelled wrong that's bad punctuation and I have to refrain myself sometimes <laughs> so um I bet that is a problem actually now that <laughs> I bet that is I bet that is kind of a lot of people that have an English degree are like mm -hmm. eh, you know that I would change that or <laughs> like um, I said I try to refrain but I'm like you know we could try saying it this way. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, you are a teacher at heart. <laughs> what was your very, very first job? So my first job was at the Pond View in Kingston. Is that still there? Yes, it is. It has been revived a couple of times um, and it is now the Saddle Up Saloon. So I was just there last weekend. Saddle Up Saloon. Saddle Up Saloon. I like that. I, yes. I, 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 the Pond View was such a great place. It was a great place. So tell me, what did you learn at your very first job at Pond View mm. that you brought with you to what you're doing today at Damsel? I wouldn't say be a performer, but to cater to an <laughs> audience. Cater to an audience. Um, so at Pond View, I had a couple of different jobs, but I was the Caesar girl. So on Friday and Saturday night, I would take the Caesar cart to each table and make their Caesar salad right in front of them. And I'd get tips as well. So it was somewhat of a performance, you know, making a little conversation, making their food, serving it to them, you know. Um, and so 
part of being an independent consultant is, you know, I have a hostess. I have guests at an event, whether it's in somebody's home or office or at, um, you know, a large vendor show, like an expo. And I am performing. I am educating these people. I am helping them to make a choice and to have a better life. So that was a good experience for me. It was, again, something that I enjoyed. And I, I used to always think of myself as kind of shy and quiet, but that's really not the case. <laughs> I would never describe you that way, Sam. <laughs> but, you know, it is interesting. Um, it's really about communicating, learning those communication skills, how to, um, I don't want to say how you treat people that are coming in um, as clients, but it is. Those are really good skills. Those customer service skills, mm -hmm. they're really good skills. And you take them with you wherever you go. So definitely do. And I have to say, um, working with you and, and having you uh, have a, a doing your job with dance, damsel and me being a participant in that, um, you do an amazing job. Thank your, you so your much. Customer service skills are just incredible. So, um, Congratulations to you. Thank you. I, I so appreciate that. And, you know, I, I like to always try to just treat people the way I want to be treated as well and lead by example. So whether it is somebody on my team or, you know, again, a, a hostess with her guests, you know, I, I just want people to feel welcome to learn something and, and to feel good about themselves. So that is something that I, I have always done and I still do it to this day. That's great. That kind of leads into the next question, which you've kind of answered already, but let's see if you have anything else to add. Um, what, what was it about Damsel in Defense or um, being an independent um, representative of Damsel? What interested you about that? What made you say, I wanna do this? So um, we'll, we'll, we'll back up a little bit from that. So I actually have been in direct sales for 30 plus years. I have to say 30 now. <laughs> Maybe I'm, well, I already told you my birthday. So, <laughs> so I, I've been in direct sales for over 30 years. Um, so I, I enjoy, again, being in front of an audience, uh, educating people, sharing something that I love, a product, a service. Um, and I've done that for several different companies. Now, um, people are familiar with direct sales and again, you know, thinking Tupperware or what have you. So, you know, but, but here's the thing. It's not really sales. It's relationships, just like you just said, you know. So, you know, fast forward to when I joined Damsel in Defense, um, and that was 2013. It was February 3rd. So it's been over eight years now that I've been a damsel. So at that time, um, I had been recently affiliated with a different company who um, I left in um, the summer of the, the, the previous year. Um, I was a, a single mom at the time and that particular company, again, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the product, um, but I was not successful. I didn't have the sales. It was very competitive. And 
you know, I, I just couldn't afford to do it anymore. You know, I needed to focus on my kids and doing something that, again, did benefit me and that I could make some money at. So months go by and um, a gal who had been one of my customers, I worked with her and she asked me about that. Are you still doing that? And I said, well, no. And here's why. And she said, have you heard about damsel in defense? And like, damsel in distress? What's that? <laughs> Everybody says that. They're so used to that term, damsel in distress. And she's like, no, it's defense. And I'm like, well, what is that? She says, my daughter took me to a stun gun party and I, I was booked. Okay. That was it for me. <laughs> I said, tell me more. So I dug it up online. Um, I found a consultant in the area. I contacted her and she said, come to my house. We're having a team meeting. We're going to show the products. We're going to talk about the business, et cetera, et cetera. And I just was floored because this was something that was, you know, cutting edge at the time. Nobody else was doing personal protection products in this type of environment. So instead of a woman going to a gun store or someplace, I'm bringing the protection to her. So this is an industry that needs attention. There is so much violence against women, against children, and we need this to be in women's hands. And again, the fact that nobody else is doing it, um, I can be successful. I am very unique. It's my own business and I can be creative. I joined the company and I'm pro 1599. So bottom floor opportunity. And now eight years later, well, they'll be 10 years old this year. And we have, uh, we have signed and they're not all active, of course, but over this 10 years, we have over 35,000 people who've joined this business. Wow. So I, I just knew it was something that I had to do. Well, Again, I tell you, I I'd help you. people. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're very passionate about it. Yes. Oh, yes. And in and when you're doing your demonstrations, you are so passionate about it and, and wanting to help uh, protect people. I mean, you really want to protect them. Um, and it yes. comes out so, so well. Um, yeah, it's really, congratulations on that. Thank you. And, you know, to be honest, Bobby, I mean, people will just, again, thank me for doing this. And it's such a feeling. <laughs> you can't quantify it, you know, and like, you can get a paycheck and a paycheck is great, you know, but that feeling and that it, it's so important. So I'm making a difference. It's incredible. Right. That's true. It's so true. Mm. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's happening with you today. Oh, yes. Yes. Are you married, single, or looking? Mm -hmm. I am married. Um, so this is actually um, my third marriage. Um, never thought I'd be saying that either. <laughs> but um, I'm married to an amazing man. Uh, third time's a charm, I gotta tell ya. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, it's, it's a fantastic relationship. I found my soulmate and my partner and um, it took me long enough, but I did. <laughs> and what is his name? His name is Brent, Brent Theobald. And um, he's from Texas actually. Um, 
He's from Texas. He, um, did he get all the way up to New Hampshire? Yes. Well, he moved to New Hampshire in 2003 and we worked together and we were good friends. Um, you know, and so things happened fast forward, you know, and I was again, single. I was, um, after a, a period of time there and that relationship just changed into something different. So it's wonderful finally, you know, again, to, to have a partner who is truly my friend, who I know, and then there's love at the same time. So it's, it's so different and so rewarding. And again, it took me long enough to get here. <laughs> well, sometimes you just have to go over, you know, you got to go the scenic route to find what you want. <laughs> so true. You do. <laughs> And I know you're you're living in Kingston, so um, yes. that's really cool. And I know that you do have children. What are their names? Mm -hmm. So my son is Jordan. Um, he's 27. That's crazy. Just had a birthday. Uh, my daughter, Alyssa, um, she is turning 22 this month. So um, I, I am so proud of both of them. Um, again, the journey when you have children is so incredible. I mean, you don't know where you're going. You have expectations, you have hopes, you teach them everything, you know, and sometimes it just goes completely the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> completely, <laughs> it is crazy. Well, congratulations. Raising children is probably one of the hardest things, but so rewarding and can fill your heart so much so i oh it is a journey for sure um <laughs> and it's nice when they get to those 22 27 and 30 and then they start looking and going oh my goodness i was just terrible or i just really gave you a hard time when they start seeing and they have children wow because I know the relationship it's 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 really interesting yeah I mean I find myself reflecting so much on when I was their age and my relationship with my mom and dad and just it it's you're in this strange spot you're in this straight you know the, all this life is happening <laughs> and now you have all these different viewpoints and everything and um um Brent has two children also um, and his son is about to be a dad. So I will be a grandmother. <laughs> There's nothing like being a grandparent. It's so fun. I'm oh, quite excited. It was a, a, a bit of a surprise, but I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to hear about when you hold that little baby. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> I'll be, now when, when is that all happening? That is um, expected in August. Not far away. Well, no. good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Congratulations. It's very, that's very exciting. It, it certainly is. You know, there's an adjustment period there. Um, but uh, I forget where I was. And, um, you know, we walk into a, 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 a restroom and, you know, they try to make those things smell good. Oh, it smelled like baby powder. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> How strange is that? <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> so, Sam, where do you see yourself? personally and professionally in 10 years. Holy cow. That's a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. <laughs> so personally, I mean, I, I hope to have a couple of grandchildren by that time. Yes. 
Um, you know, my kids say that they, they, they are not planning children, but we shall see what happens. You know, I, I, I hope to have, again, a, a couple more of them and to see my kids, again, grow and continue to thrive and do the things that they want to do. Um, so travel will be a big part of my future and uh, again, do it with my best friend and we have some good times. So it's, oh, it's definitely going to be amazing. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah. Made, you just made me smile for the day. I like <laughs> that. I like that. Yeah. Professionally, I know thinking about retirement feels so far away still. You know, I do work full time um, and that business is growing, um, but I, I hope to excel there and again, be able to fund some of this travel and then expand my damsel business too, because that I'm incredibly invested in. The passion is there. Um, I have a team, so I want to grow that team and I want to reach, you know, a crystal director level in my personal business. Um, so that my teams have teams. And so that is growing. Um, and then of course, you know, there'll be rewards with that too for travel. And, you know, just again, as I mentioned before, the knowledge that I'm helping people to, how many people will I touch and affect? You know, we have our, our numbers uh, there and it, it doesn't sound a lot when I compare it to other damsels in the business, but we cannot compare ourselves to anybody else. But I look at my numbers and I have sold $80,000 of personal protection equipment to women all across this country. Nice. That's a lot of stun guns and that's a lot of pepper spray and that's a lot of safety. And I love that so much. Good for you. That's great. Well, Sam, this brings us to the end of segment one. So I ask our every guest the same 10 questions. So I'm ready to start that segment. Are you? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, what's your favorite word? Oh my gosh, fuzzy. Ooh, what's your least favorite word? Hate. Mm, that's a good one. What makes you just laugh out loud? Puppies and kittens playing. <laughs> what makes you sad? Just absolutely breaks your heart. I can only say one thing. No. <laughs> well, I didn't hear I didn't hear you. I can only say one thing. <laughs> um I, yes, you have to pick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know there's so many things. There could be so many things. Yeah. The knowledge that there are women and children trafficked all across the world and it's such an epidemic and sometimes they do not survive that experience. Mm -hmm. What sound or noise do you love? Children laughing. What sound or noise drives you absolutely crazy? Ooh, that old alarm clock sound, just that <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Yeah, that's, that drives me crazy. <laughs> I have to say, I agree with you there. <laughs> uh, all right, Sam, I need you to mute yourself and I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to answer it muted and then we'll come back on. Sam? What is your favorite curse word? She's having a tough time choosing. <laughs> okay, I did. Okay. All right. Good. Good one. Very good. Um, what profession 
I like that word, by the way, as well. <laughs> um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? <laughs> if you could have seen her face. <laughs> you only can choose one, Sam. <laughs> hmm. Musician. Oh, and what kind of instrument? Would it be a singer or you instrument or I'm just curious. Guitar. I, I, I tried doing that once when I was younger. I, I, again, I don't think I have a lot of talent, but I would love to be a musician. I like that. And what profession other than, uh, uh, and what profession would you not want any part of? Oh, oh. <laughs> Several come to mind. I know, I know. Surgeon, yeah. A surgeon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be a surgeon when they pick you up off the floor because they're, yeah, that wouldn't be a good job for you. The cutting the blood, the, the <laughs> no. <laughs> what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like people to remember you or remember about you? I want people to remember that I made them feel good. I always uplifted everybody. Um, I have been told I inspire people. So I think that that is something I wanna to continue to do. Very nice. I would say, yes, you absolutely do that. <laughs> Thank you. You have an energy about you when you walk into the room that um, makes people feel um, very comforted and uh, safe. So, um, I would say that's absolutely true. Thank you. I appreciate hearing that, Bobby. Thanks. <laughs> that is good to know. I love that. Well, Sam, I would love to, um, I would like to thank you for um, being my guest today. Again, this is uh, Samantha Theobald from Damsel in, in Defense. Um, thank you for letting us get to know you in this very special way. Um, absolutely. I love that. Sam, is there anything else that you would like to share with us before you, uh, we wrap up? So um, I would love to share that, you know, I am, I am still absolutely damseling um, during this time of pandemic. And, you know, uh, safety is um, something that is on everybody's minds. Um, in particular, it's health. But, you know, within this whole pandemic experience, you know, some of my customers are trapped with their abusers and the people who are doing these bad things. So it's more imperative now than ever to teach our children to get protected yourself. And again, whether it's you and I having a one-to-one -one discussion about what tools do you have? How can I use them? Here's my situation and what can I do to be safer? Or how do I protect somebody else um, I am still sharing that in person, online, um, in networking groups. And, you know, it's just so important. And, you know, we not only have, you know, the physical products to protect you, but we have health products to protect you as well, be it masks or digestive health and immunity. Um, we kind of cover all the bases and even the threats again, that you can't see digitally. So we, I'm here, I'm working and 
again, it's just on everybody's mind. So um, it's never going away. Uh, we always need to be safe. That is our number one priority. Sam, what is your website? So if people wanted to reach out. You can find me at www.mydamselpro.net slash Sam T. Thank you. And on that, I say thank you to our listeners. We appreciate you joining us today. Again, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Um, for now, you can find our podcast on the Exeter Area Chamber website, www.exeterarea.org. Also on Spotify, uh, Google, Radio Public, there's a whole array of places that you can find the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. Um, we also want to thank Anchor.fm for um, helping us build our podcast and distributing it for us. And uh, for now, this is Bobby Vandenbalk, Member uh, Services Director at the Extra Area Chamber, signing off. And until next time, this is the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit exeterarea.org.